0: Inside information on your teams, honest opinion, and the biggest names in sports. It's time, Las Vegas, for the Playmakers.
1: Ooh, sometimes I am so impressed by our own greatness, Adrian. It truly is a thing to marvel at. Welcome back to the second hour of the Playmakers. Spectacular indeed. So much energy, so much sports. And uh, so much sports that we forgot to do one of our reads last hour. So why don't we pot down that bad boy because we got to congratulate Patrick F out of Atlanta who's taking home $2,000 last week from our giving props contest, which is back for the big game. Whether you play this free-to-play contest the first three weeks of the postseason or not, you have a brand new shot at winning $2,000. Just go to betql.com slash props to sign up. BetQL has posted 10 new props around the big game. Super easy. Make your picks, and you could win two grand. Plus, as long as you sign up at least 15 minutes before kickoff, you'll be entered for the chance at taking home the $10,000 grand prize. Head over to BetQL.com slash props, or text props, P-R-O-P-S, to 20357 right now to make your picks. That's P-R-O-P-S to 20357. Message and data rates may apply.
2: You're good at saying those. What? The reads and the information to get people money. You're very I'm fantastic good. I, at that. I, I
1: need to do it like three times, and then I then I, they get in my head in a cadence, and I can kind of mess with it and screw with it. But the initial reads, it's it's bumpy rides. But thank nah. you, I appreciate it. You nah. you press the buttons really well.
2: Thank you. You're welcome. I appreciate you, Lindsay.
1: I appreciate you as well, babe.
2: How you how how you feel like? Are you you eager for this weekend?
1: I'm eager. I'm a little disheveled today, but that's really nothing new when it comes to after the first my general mood. I mean, yeah, I had like a, a dirty Shirley and a half, and so naturally Ooh. I was feeling myself, and so um, I had a I had a great night, and I'm sure I'll have an even better one uh, uh, ensuing in just a few moments, but we got more stuff to get through before we get to my personal life and the rest of uh, my doings. And usually we start our first hour off with our footiest of football segment. Oh, the footiest of footballs. I promise I won't look at that grass over there. It's not the type I like. I prom- I'm promise i going to just stay over here, except I want to leave.
2: What was that in reference to?
1: I was That was a segue into the Jim Harbaugh.
2: Oh, because the grass might be greener on the other side. Maybe this is how but we explain myself
1: now. Oh,
2: but now,
1: mm-hmm. now he's
2: saying because he wants to stay in Michigan. Are uh, you
1: deadlifting? You putting my pick pick picking up what I'm putting down? Uh, right yeah.
2: Now? Oh, I am, Look Lindsay. At that. Look at that. So uh, reports came out yesterday uh, that Jim Harbaugh talked to the number one reporter and journalist in the state of Michigan, the legend Mitch Albom, and said, Mitch. After this Vikings job in Miami Fiasco and Brian Flores, mm-hmm. I am never chasing the NFL again. I'm good at Michigan and beating Ohio State once every seven years.
1: Hmm. I don't believe a damn word he says. <laughs> Yo! Stop!
2: Yo, you're a professional liar. That is your job. Correct. You are a college Head coach, I don't care what. You're gonna sport. be a starter.
1: You're gonna be a starter. You're going to the NFL. You're gonna go to the NFL. You're definitely gonna make it through all four years and graduate on time. Uh huh. Yeah.
2: And also, like Jim Harbaugh is kind of like a little bit of a joke because he had to take a pay cut this year, which is why all of this controversy and him saying <sighs> he wants to go to the NFL. The he
1: victimization. Had to take... How yeah, does he, he live with himself? He had to
2: take a pay cut while Mel Tucker down the street got what was, what was it ninety two million from Michigan State. He does and...
1: have to live in East Lansing.
2: Though. Yeah, and, and Ryan. <laughs> in the whole state. Ryan Day and everybody else getting paid, and you over here with a pay cut, and I get it. You finally had some success. Look at you. You made the playoffs. You got your ass beat by Georgia, Plus, though. you got
1: pockets in your khakis because you're a man. How lucky are you?
2: I, I think it, it, it's laugh. Thank like it pockets. Jim, Jim Harbaugh could very well get the treatment of a John Gruden where randomly some owner wants to get in the game, make a splash, yeah. 10 years, 100 mil. You're going to say no. Why, why you got to lie? Who, what, what's the purpose of this? Well,
1: I know, but we just, we just kind of made our, our, our best friend and all the people that we love very nervous about us leaving. And so we really got to make sure that we're invited to sleep inside tonight. <laughs> I didn't And so, you, I, correct. And so the there, relates. there, there's services to be paid, lip and otherwise, And that's why I don't believe a damn word anybody says, not just Jim Harbaugh, but like especially Jim Harbaugh, because you're right. Whether it's uh, somebody waving a very, very large blank check or just the fact that it's one of his dreams to win a Super Bowl, he's always going to have one eye on the other side. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. I don't know why anybody would expect otherwise. And so ultimately, you can just enjoy what you got while you can. Right. And so he's got to make sure he smooths things over with recruits. He, I, I read a. Kind I didn't of, have
2: my phone charger for three weeks, guys. That's why I couldn't get a hold of you. Yeah. So let me just make sure you guys know, like, I'm good. I'm never. I'm never. Babe. Yeah. Babe. I yeah. went on a date. Yep. She didn't brush her teeth. This is where I want to be. This is home. I want to be with you. Let's make this exactly.
1: work. Because the articles that I was kind of reading in preparation for today's show and just kind of trying to figure out what went on in those interviews between the minnesota vikings and and jim harbaugh he got on that plane in michigan to go to minnesota with the intention of probably not coming back and so or at least that's what's being communicated to me by the people that i trust in minnesota um that usually that almost always have good sources i don't they wouldn't write it if it if it weren't true and so uh, as you were go as you were role-playing over there exactly adrian baby it's always been you
2: Always. Always and forever. Seven years. Always and
1: forever. We, we've, you're college sweethearts.
2: We have never beat Ohio
1: State we and can, we finally did it, babe. What Us. if we just missed our what It was a bad window. It's just missed timing, right? We could just run it back.
2: We this was just all a our b- mistakes this was a bad month i felt gassed up you know what i'm saying i lost weight people have been looking at me different and i just wanted to see but baby this is home uh i'm about to say something controversial before we move on oh wh- why would i even let me don't just... say it first mitch album he definitely fell off and is super overrated i'm just Lindsay, we're the same age. Who's Mitch? Who? Mitch album, the the journal Tuesdays with Maury. Oh, okay. What? You don't remember Tuesdays with Maury? No. See what I'm saying, yo. This guy. You did you ever watch Sports Reporters? Like you weren't cleaning up the house and had ESPN two on Sports Reporters? No,
1: I was, but I just don't. I don't usually remember people's names and stuff. Well, this guy, I can mimic them almost yeah, directly. this but. guy
2: was supposed to be. You know, Tuesdays with Maury. Oprah made it for him, and like he was supposed to be this big thing, and he's, he's still doing stuff. But like, yeah, Mitch clearly. Be, oh, see, thank you for proving my point. Uh, let's move on to someone that we might see on TV. Uh, very frequently so Troy Aikman, after 20 years with Joe Buck, maybe he wants to go see if the grass is greener on the other That's side.
1: Exactly, especially since they're willing to put bigger blades in front of him.
2: Yeah, he, he's possibly leaving, and most likely leaving Fox Sports. Yeah, um, he is. there's a whole bunch of whether it's Amazon, uh, NBC, ESPN. A lot of people are are, are wanting Troy Aikman services, but even more. He's the more, best
1: one they got. He's he's a he's so good at his job.
2: So, are you Aikman or Collinsworth? Aikman. Really? hmm He's very intense, but sometimes he, like, you're doing a non-Cowboys game guy. Like, why are you? I don't you watch focus Cowboys on that a lot. Games, so No, but, like, when he's not, when well, him and Joe aren't doing Cowboys, he's very, he's okay. Greg Olson surprised me this season. But with, with um, Troy Aikman leaving, uh, Greg Olson is slotted to be in that number one spot.
1: Unless, and he was bad the last time they had him, right? That same Greg Olson, or is it a different Greg Olson?
2: The tight end from the Panthers. Yeah, the so, Pandas? yeah, the last
1: time, well, that was his first year. So, as you said, he's improved. Yeah. But not enough to be like, we're going to go from Troy Aikman to Greg Olson.
2: Yeah. No, you can't. Unless your name. And the name being thrown out is Tom Brady.
1: How many doll hairs
2: so, um,
1: are they offering?
2: About? According, Allegedly. According to the sources, it could go as high is twenty five million a year. Uh so the highest paid announcer right now in sports media in general, no matter what sport, is Tony Romo. Obviously with CBS Sports. He gets paid 18 mil per year. Does not count all the beer commercials and, and the Tide commercials and two. That's separate. Um you would imagine Somebody's a five time take Super Bowl MVP. Bradshaw's money. Oh so let's play this out because we, we do miss Tom Brady. I know you do. Meg, I know you do too. Would you prefer Tommy. for Tom to be in the booth doing play by play like a traditional broadcast? Or would you prefer for him to get the Manning Cast treatment where he's gonna have guests and I mean he's kinda doing that now with the I don't know, do they have guests on the podcast that he has with Larry Fitzgerald and Jim Gray? No. See, so I I I kinda I, I think he'd lean more to doing the Manning Cast, and I do think he'd do it. If he does the Manning Cast, I don't think he has to leave. Just like Peyton, they'll build the studio in his house, no biggie. And even if he does have to leave, I think it'll be good for the family where they're like, ah, oh, we, we have to have you here all year long. Go ahead, take See, a little I think Brady, trip.
1: I think Brady's like literally goes middle fingies at twenty five million dollars. And I know that's ridiculous to say, but this is a guy that's trying to change a chapter in his life right now. He's trying and and that's not just, well, I'm done. There's a very, very distinct period of mourning that will happen, that will be ongoing. And, I mean, who were who we talking to earlier this week where we, they were saying something about uh, Ed? head? He was saying right around July, your body starts tweaking out because it knows training camp is coming. Because for years, you've been running two days at this time of year every single damn year. I get burnt out during hockey season at the same times now than I did when I was still playing. That's Same crazy. ebbs and flows in terms of my interest, in terms of my motivation, in terms of everything, and this is a guy that has continuously prioritized himself, which is what he wanted to do, which his family was supportive of, and now he's trying to change that. If I'm, I would be shocked if I saw Tom Brady get immediately involved with anything football directly, because it would be it seemed so antithetical to what he's been saying the last few days, and just. How he wants to start paying it back, and th- that there's the paying it back to the fan part, and then there's the I'm taking care of me on the inside because I'm now without the thing that the most consistent relationship in my life has changed forever, and I'm just supposed to be able to get up and figure it out.
2: The the one wild card for me though is Amazon getting into the game where they're going to take over for Fox next year with Thursday Night Football. It'll be solely on Amazon. The NFL Sunday ticket package will no longer be direct TVs. And we're hearing rumors that Apple might be in the game, ESPN, obviously with Disney. And I feel like there is a certain number. I mean, what do you? The 25, $30 million? That's that's nothing to Apple. That's, that's nothing, nothing to Amazon to Tom either. Though, yeah, I, but but it's
1: less it's less to them to the. But Apple's guy,
2: we're talking trillions. So right. I, I do think there there might be an offer to him. But it's never been about them.
1: money for him. He's always taken less, lesser contracts and deals to have a better experience, a better chance. But to for
2: once, for him to get the bag and to do it in something that is so like. But,
1: but if it's somebody I that could just it, show up, yeah. But if if I don't like pepperoni in my pizza, I'm not going to order pepperoni in my pizza.
2: Not okay. even if if it helps other people, and you could just take the pepperonis off and just make is it a the cheese. Is it a
1: personal pizza?
2: What if it's a? I mean, this whole check's gonna go to the family, so maybe it's not a personal pizza. Maybe well, it's a don't large. worry,
1: Giselle's got got her own bank too. <laughs> like we're we're good. We're, we've got plenty. That's that's it's. We have to remember, like people, peep, some people live by different principles, so they're not using the same menu selections. So, I, I genuinely, I'd be surprised if if Tom went in there, but I. I Especially as someone who really likes to control his own narrative, doing live commentary doesn't seem like a very easy first step. That's a bit. That's a big change.
2: I hear you. Well, we'll, we'll see because we'll they're going to offer him the bank. Um, and then very quickly, I don't know if you guys noticed uh, the Super Bowl is happening next week. What? Yeah, there's an actual. There's one game Where? left. It's in LA. Oh, I think. Hey, we'll see what happens. It might who's be over here. Us? The Cincinnati. I'm not joking. The Cincinnati Bengals and the Los Angeles Rams. Just we we have it. Honestly, other than the, the after Championship Sunday, we really haven't gotten into it, and we will next week. We promise. We've been saving um, it. But from the from the outset, week away, who are you? Who are you thinking is going to? I'm win? not
1: jumping off the Burrow bandwagon. I'm not. I, I'm I'm riding with momentum and magic, and the, wow. Ram, the Rams are yeah, oh yeah, the Rams are um, the more talented team by by a long shot, and and. I'm not even going to specifically about what the offensive line is for, for Joe Burrow. But when you have belief, when you have a narrative, like what the Bengals are working with, it's almost a shame that they put the pro bowl like a week in between. I wish sometimes they would roll into the next week. And I know that they won't ever do that It makes sense why they don't. But even with the Rams playing at home with the motivation of completing Aaron Donald's trophy collection and, 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 Stamping legitimacy on Matthew Stafford's name and everything else, I, I I still side with momentum and with the underdog, so that's where I'm. I'm I'm picking the Bengals to win.
2: I'm going Rams. Right. Interesting enough, we're both eight and three. Yeah, so this perfect. This will be.
1: We'll have to come up with a couple more tiebreakers and stuff too, and we'll 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 try to get some creative uh, juices flowing for next week because there's so many different avenues to explore with the Super Bowl. And obviously, we're dealing with a, a different understanding that what we usually are, because we're only two years into our actual NFL fandom here. At least when the Raiders are in Las Vegas, and we got to start practicing for our own Super Bowl here. That's going to be coming up after all the other events that we host, because we are just so damn popular. Everybody wants to give us a Valentine, and uh, someone that we hope absolutely returns to us and and is there at our valentine's day party is miles elrick we talked to him earlier today about wnba free agency lots of las vegas aces talk and just generally how things are going especially with uh that 75 million dollar investment we discussed earlier this week our conversation with miles on the other side of the break 11 40 the bet.
0: You found the Playmakers, only on 1140
2: The Bet, Las Vegas. On the line is WNBA Insider for W Insider, Queen Ballers, and beat reporter of the New York Liberty giving us all the news as WNBA free agency is kicked off this week. Miles Ehrlich is joining us. Insider calls are brought to you by driveway.com. Looking for a car? Go to driveway.com where you can get pre-qualified, buy a car, and get it delivered.
1: Miles, we are so excited to have you on the show to discuss everything WNBA free agency. Obviously, the most chill time for you, uh, at least your year as it is for us here in Las Vegas, just having the Pro Bowl and the NHL All-Star Game in town.
0: Yeah, I'm really excited to talk to you guys. It's been nonstop. If you've been following WNBA free agency at all these last couple of years, it's just turned into something new ever since this, uh, this CBA broke a couple of years ago.
1: Absolutely. We know so much Changes has happened in the WNBA. We discussed earlier in the week that $75 million investment that was uh, uh – secured and that's huge mungus and that will certainly be uh, brought to the next CBA negotiations, but a quarter of the WNBA teams are starting their season under new coaching leadership. How does this impact this particular free agency class? As you said, it's really busy, but there are a lot of big names and lots of fresh talent waiting to ascend, but there's only so many spots. Does this affect the dynamic when you have so much turnover at that position?
0: Absolutely. A hundred percent. And coupled with that, there are a lot of premier names, In the WNBA that have already said that this is going to be their last season. So it's when you're looking at Sylvia Fowles in Minnesota or Sue Bird in Seattle, those kinds of names already three January. Also in Seattle, those kinds of names are, are pushing some of these teams that are at that threshold for the championship window to really push all their chips into the middle and say, we'll figure out next year, next year. But it's made this free agency period just frenetic because Diana Taurasi too might hang it up. We don't know yet.
1: Everybody's trying to copy our hashtag for our season, the all-in aces thing, apparently. Everybody else is trying <laughs> right? to copy us. It's really nice to uh, be copied. I suppose it's about the finest form of flattery, but you mentioned those final years in the Seattle Storm. Sue Bird, Brandon Stewart with that one-year extension. Who or what will be their biggest impediment in your mind for their quest for another chip, or is this just basically the the final almost before the gang disperses?
0: I mean, the biggest impediment to... All of these teams are it's just the fact that the league is just so loaded and that that documentary came out a couple of years ago about uh about the bubble season where they said this is the one forty four it was but fantastic it's been squeezed it's been squeezed it's it's down to like the one thirty five a lot of these teams are running with eleven because they're just building these super teams and they're just not filling out their bench and the the biggest impediment to to winning a championship is going to be these these rosters when you look at Connecticut or you look at Chicago or you look at Las Vegas all of these teams really can make a push and what Phoenix has done what Seattle's done bringing in their core back it's going to be exciting
2: so we talked about the Seattle Storm uh, here in Vegas our Aces uh it, it's been very exciting you know a little drama with Liz Cambage but for all intents and purposes uh from the outside looking in and for you being an insider this season for the Aces with all the the hiring of Becky Hammonds, Asia Wilson getting that contract extension. This is a championship or bust season, correct?
0: I would say yeah, that's that's a fair that's a fair aspiration. I think the Aces were in a really advantageous spot unlike any other team in the W this off season because they had their core Asia and then Chelsea Gray, Kelsey Plum, Erica Hamby, Jackie Young. They were already locked up. So they were just trying to fill out the roster with, with role players, with ancillary pieces. Um, and most other teams out there were, were big whale hunting. They were trying to get a, a game-changing free agent to come to their city. So on paper, it looked like they were in really good shape in Vegas, but the execution to this point hasn't been super impressive because they were able to retain a couple of their, their players in Raquana Williams and Kia Stokes. But normally when you're at this threshold that Vegas was, You start to get those those ring chasing veterans that are trying to win their first championship. And that could be because the GM situation has been somewhat up in the air, at least until Becky completes her NBA contract in San Antonio. Um, But yeah, in this in this era of super teams, these games and the championship is really one in the margins and you need a reliable second unit just as much as you need to fill that top line with stars.
1: Yeah, I think the Aces definitely used their big harpoon to to grapple in Becky Hammond. And, and and what do you think that she brings to this team? What does she bring out of Asia Wilson that maybe Coach Bill Lamebeard necessarily didn't have access to? But we all know how those little chiropractic adjustments can all of a sudden change your game, change your outlook, your mindset, everything. And if we have all these uh, ring chasers coming in, it's a little bit more of a transient environment. It's a little bit tougher to maybe create that uh that that chemistry but as you said they have retained so many people so so what is becky's biggest challenge and task to to getting this team over the hump
0: well i think that's a great point where continuity is so important so if you're changing up the coaching you want to have continuity with with players players that are familiar with each other's game and and with their what their strengths and weaknesses are but i would say aside from the asia wilson re-signing the best personnel decision for vegas this offseason might very well be replacing Bill Lambier's coaching style, which was very much focused on the post with a mo- uh, with a more modern one. Um, Becky Hammond, obviously her mentor, Greg Popovich, was a bit slow in making that transition himself, but Becky Hammond did talk in her introductory presser about trying to change up that style, and um, she was asked a question from Howard Magdal at The Next just regarding how the team would be deployed, and, and she said, we have some really good pieces in place, so it's all about adding new pieces that will fit my my style of play. We'll probably shoot a few more threes, to be honest, run up and down a bit more. So the Aces have always been up there in pace, but the, the three-point shooting, they've been at the back of the pack for far too long.
1: That means you're going to be looking for different looks as well and different shots, and so you're thinking probably we're going to try to run and gun, get, get a little more tempo offense, and hopefully Asia Wilson worked into her flow a lot earlier. That was something that they, I think, fell short in during the playoffs, especially in that series where they were elim- eliminated. It seemed like they were trying to feed the ball, but that she kept going iron, iron, bricks, bricks, and then they just didn't have any answers because they just kept going to that same system. So you're thinking there's that, a little bit more malleability and imagination in a way.
0: Yeah, and she's going to have more space to operate. Um, the the Liz Cambage Asia Wilson experiment on court, it, it didn't, it never looked very very smooth. And I think part of it was they had they kind of had difficulty in executing that high low offense. And oftentimes I I thought when Liz was first time there, they would make it work because both of them were bigs that could shoot and could extend. But they weren't really swapping back and forth. They were kind of both taking up space. Now you can play Asia at the five a little bit more if you want. And the last time she did that was the 2020 bubble season when Liz adopted out and she went ahead and she won the MVP. That so was a good season, Miles. Shooters. That was a good year. <laughs> yes, surround her with shooters and, and let her go to work. Let her do her thing. So uh,
2: earlier um, to kick off free agency, uh, ESPN did a broadcast covering everything with the WNBA free agency, and Holly, Roll, Holly Rowe excuse me, was super vocal, about the Liz Cambage situation. I didn't necessarily agree. I thought that some of her her anger and negativity towards Liz was misplaced um, because it wasn't necessarily about Becky. But she did mention uh, that one of the reasons that Liz could have been upset was on top of everything that she tweeted out was that there were sour grapes that the Aces weren't weren't interested in trying to re-sign her. Uh, Is that something that you heard? Is there some validity to
0: that? Um, I've heard, what I've heard is that it was somewhat mutual. Um, the expectation from both Liz's camp and from Vegas, it was pretty transparent early on. Uh, and even before she got to Vegas, she ended up being really happy there in that 2019 season, her first year. But, but before that, when she was forcing her way out of Dallas, it was really, she'd said at the time, Los Angeles or bust because she wanted to be as close to home in Australia as possible, and and she was just really far from her family. So this it kind of felt like it ran its course, and then bringing in a new coach, that it seemed like a, a good time for the transition to happen.
1: And her points are valid, too, in terms of getting everybody kind of on the same level because there's no other sports league where you see that big of a pay disparity. But as someone who is an advocate for for equal pay and everything else, I'm like, let's just get watermarks and have the rest of the water uh, hopefully rise. But let's talk specifically about Courtney Vandersloot because she is a, a very interesting case study in free agency this year. She's not happy with the offer that the Chicago Sky extended her. They're the defending champions. She's led the league in assists six times. So why the short offer and what are they prioritizing instead? And how big of a threat is her Russian team in terms of them offering to pay her to sit out? This could be a a, a kind of a landmark case in many ways.
0: Yeah, that was the, that was the shocker for me uh, at watching that free agency special back on February 1st, because you would have to think that there were Kalia Copper was the uh, finals MVP, but Mm. it was, one A and one B between her and Sloot in terms of just the impact on that series. So there is precedent for this happening back in 2015, Diana Taurasi sat out the entirety of that season for the same Russian team, UMMC Ekaterinburg, which ah. is where Sloot currently plays. Um, and at the time, Taurasi said, the year round nature of women's basketball takes its toll and the financial opportunity with my team in Russia would have been irresponsible to turn down. They offered to pay me the rest to rest. And I decided to take them up on it. I want to be able to take care of myself and my family when I'm done playing. So back then the max salary, which she was making was 107,000, which is less than half it is now, but she was offered 1.5 million to sit out, which was more than 10 times, which was about 10 times. Um, I would absolutely
1: make that, that consideration and probably that same decision. But as you just mentioned, money times have changed.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and where Chicago's sitting right now, the the free agency openings that they've got, the the money is that they've got allocated. I think is about three hundred and forty thousand, but it's got to be split between Courtney Vandersloot and her wife Allie Quigley, uh, who has hinted that she might retire after 2022. So there's a chance that the sky actually has some leverage coming from within Courtney's own household, um, if they want to finish out uh, their career, or if Quigley wants to finish out her career with Vandersloot. But, yeah, when when Holly reported that Sluke felt disrespected by the offer, those words sound like they're coming straight from the agent because that would be a a heavy term to project if she wasn't paraphrasing. But, yeah, it's not necessarily an empty threat. Courtney VanderSluke is still in her prime, but she turns 33 next week. And like most players in the W, she plays year-round. So it would make sense for her to want to take a break and recharge.
1: Forest through the trees or trees through the forest, you are leading us very, very Uh, diligently miles. Uh, What does Stephanie Dolson bring to the Liberty skill wise and how impactful will she be on say Sabrina Ionescu's game?
0: Yeah, I, first of all, selfishly being on the Liberty beat Steph Dolson is just a joy to cover. Um, We had her introductory presser yesterday and she's just so funny and so personable and that's exciting. And it's, it's always interesting to, to get the other side because You're watching her game from afar, and you're just not sure what you're going to get. But in terms of what the Liberty needed last season, it was interior post help. And they had signed Natasha Howard, who missed a a big chunk of the year. Um, But what they they need is a big that can stretch the floor, which is what Steph Dolson excels at. She's a three-point shooter. She can pick and pop. But they also need someone who can get rebounds because last year the Liberty had no easy baskets in transition. And if you look at their guards, all of their guards were posting career high and rebounding numbers because they all had to crash the glass and help the bigs. So this will give them an opportunity to to leak out a little bit and to get some easy baskets so that they're not working so hard in the half court.
2: Miles, before you get out of here, I want, I want to ask you a big picture question. So the CBA agreement was signed in 2020. Uh, I believe it was a seven or eight year deal. Um, and obviously investors are, are coming in and, you know, some things seem good but there's more problems we talked about Courtney we talked about Liz Beige in terms of the player side what it, it, are we just going to have situations where they're going to sit out the year because their teams overseas are going to pay them to sit out is that their only power position or what type of movement or what can be done for the players to to get you know some more improvements on their side yeah they're
0: we're entering a really interesting age i think We've seen this in the NBA, on the NBA side for some years now, where all these players are reclaiming leverage by superstars who are taking one or two year deals, and then they're saying, if you don't want to lose me next year, you better make sure that everything's in good shape. And we might start to see that on the W side. Um, and I think that it could be a leverage like that. But the CDA has something called a prioritization clause, which which kicks off starting next year, which says that there are going to be fines and penalties incurred salary-wise, for players if they're late to training camp. And the idea there is that could rob them of opportunities to make money overseas because a lot of these leagues, a lot of players show up late to camp or even to the regular season because they're finishing out their overseas commitments. Um, So players could have that issue. And I do wonder about how COVID just falls into all this because, the way that the, the WNBA had initially hoped to, to combat that was to make it possible to have more marketing opportunities domestically. And as we know, the last couple of years have not been what they thought it would be when they signed the CBA in January of 2020, weeks ahead of COVID starting and then really messing with travel and everything. So yeah, it's it's kind of up in the air, but It's going to take some people on the other side of the line. It's going to take some of these owners, whether it's Mark Davis, who was very vocal yesterday and came out in support of Liz Cambage and and talked about, he paid Becky million, uh, Becky over a million dollars, not because she wanted it, but because he thought that there should be a million dollar coach to set that precedent. And that he wants that to trickle down to the players and that they need to get what they deserve. Joe Sy with the Liberty, very similarly, he was trying to push for chartered flights So it's going to take allies on the other side of the aisle for for those all, you know, all that improvement to come. And I'm hoping that it can come before 2027 because that's a long way off. But, yeah, big. The CBA is one point. They're locked into a TV deal with ESPN until 2024. So they might be able to leverage some money at that time. Um, But the the future is bright. It's just it's not quite getting there. It's not quite keeping up with the momentum of the league, the salaries, Mm. because the momentum really is there.
1: Absolutely, Miles. I could not agree with you more. I think ownership does have to come a little bit back to the bargaining table, and I know that it's not exactly legally sound to say, hey, let's like tear up this agreement and start with a new one, but you could honestly – Uh, tank this entire thing by having it too top-heavy with all that investment and not dispersing it to the players, because as Adrian was saying, well, we're all just looking for a leverage point to pull our spin move off of, right? And so if that's the only avenue that's really at our disposal, we're going to see a lot of people gravitating towards that option.
0: Yeah, and another thing that the WNBA might have to worry about is going on in Vegas right now, which is Athletes Unlimited, which has been Mm. phenomenal. Um, and they've got forty four players. And I think about a dozen of them are current or former WNBA players, but they are loving this. It's a player led league where they get to redraft every week. And they're loving this experience. They're loving this freedom. And in the future, if if players are if word of mouth is getting around that they're really enjoying this, the WNBA hopes that this will be an opportunity for players to stay. On stateside in the offseason, but if players really love this opportunity, then why not expand it if they can get paid through that way? And mm-hmm. they haven't been super transparent about the pay, but that's another avenue that the players might be able to gain some leverage from.
1: Exactly. People don't think that transparency can pay it forward, but honestly, there's so many problems in our world that can be avoided. But we do know that competition breeds competence, and we're so happy that you're able to join us today, Miles Elric. We hope to have you on again very, very soon. Hopefully, to discuss all the winning ways for the Las Vegas Aces, you know, unless they're playing the Liberty, and then you'll have to make a bigger choice.
0: Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on.
1: Absolutely. That was Miles Elrick out of Winsider. He covers the New York Liberty beat for Nets Republic, among other things. Really appreciate him taking the time to be on our show and talk some WNBA free agency. All of our insider calls are brought to us by driveway.com. Head to driveway.com today to shop more than 25,000 new and used cars in Driveways nationwide inventory. On the other side of the break, we gotta start scrambling. Lindsey
0: Brown
2: and Adrian Hernandez. The Playmakers. Exclusively on 1140 The Bet.
1: Ugh! Wrap it up with Tribe. You love to see it or hear it or whatever sensory (laughs) thing we're going for.
2: It may be foreshadowing for what's to come in the segment.
1: That's very true. We are good at this. We do have a tendency to foreshadow or use metaphors or similes or any other combination of vocabulary words you were tested on in ninth grade. But congrats was definitely not on the spelling test because that is a shortened version of congratulations to Patrick F., Out of Atlanta for taking home $2,000 in prize money this past weekend. BetQL is giving props contests back for the big game. Whether you played this week in the free-to-play contest in the first three of the postseason or not, you have a brand-new shot at winning $2,000. Just go to betql.com slash props to sign up. BetQL has posted 10 new props around the big game. It's easy, make your picks, and you could win two grand. Plus, as long as you sign up at least 15 minutes before kickoff, you'll be entered for the chance to win at taking home a $10,000 grand prize. Head over to betql.com slash props or... Text PROPS to 20357 right now and make your picks. That's PROPS, P-R-O-P-S, to 20357. Message and data rates may apply.
2: I'm looking at this right now. Yeah. Jamar Chase over under 85 and a half receiving yards.
1: We're not supposed to read those. But it's okay. I'm going to take the over because I'm picking the Bengals. And there I'm picking it is. the bubble screen, baby.
2: There gonna it is. I'm going to let
1: it bubble up into greatness and to the history books and to championship vibes
2: speaking of history books yeah this weekend's gonna be one for the history books but before we get into the weekend there's some things we missed and uh you ready to go into scramble mode
1: oh are we scrambling right now let's are just we, yeah over easy we don't need it hard boiled we don't eat we just want to scramble around
2: th- this is important as we start this for the first time ever you're are you a scrambled eggs type yes, of girl correct cheese or no cheese
1: uh, cheese when I'm doing my breakfast burritos, not when I'm not doing the breakfast burritos. You?
2: I do cheese. American cheese. Mm, I'm doing Mixing sharp cheddar. That's what I'm experimenting okay, with right okay. now. I, I like I, it. The, what, how do you feel about Munster? Munster cheese? Herman? Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's scramble. First and foremost, your boy, Rafael Nadal, Ugh. won the Australian Open. He won his 21st Grand Slam title.
1: Record setting.
2: Fifteen years since Nadal came back. oh2 it was.
1: O two in this, and set deficits. You mean? Yeah. O yeah, two and nasty. set
2: deficits. Uh, this, this is like the best era in men's tennis ever. Right? We got like three MJ's running around competing against each other. Right? Mm-hmm. It, it's it's crazy. Like to me in that game, what was absolutely fantastic is like the way the strategy had to change. Where look, Nadal couldn't just sit baseline and chill and exchange ground strokes. No, oh, he can't do that anymore. He can't do that, especially. Against Medvedev, like that guy, Medvedev is crazy. So the way that the veteran, being savvy, he drew Medvedev closer to the net. Them drop shots got him back in the game. It's crazy. And also, like, wasn't during that that comeback, wasn't he down love forty?
1: I don't know. Probably. (laughs)
2: Lindsay, I can't be the tennis expert here. Congratulations to Nadal, uh, 21st major. Uh, Let's move on. The foreshadowing I was hinting at are the nominations for the 2022 Hall of Fame induction for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Here we go. First time nominee, Dolly Parton.
1: Oh, hell yeah. Hell, it should be named after her.
2: Duran Duran. Lionel Richie.
1: Hell yeah! I have an album up on my wall of his.
2: I can't believe that he hasn't Hello. been in there yet because Is it, it wasn't me
1: you're looking for.
2: It isn't his first time in there, so that's kind of surprising. I can
1: see it in your eyes. <laughs> first time. I can see it in your smile. For Beck. you all I ever wanted.
2: Another fan of Beck.
1: Oh no, I love Beck. Beck Wales. I mean, he's got some interesting thoughts on space travel, but he's got a, quite a few bangers. <laughs>
2: Eminem, first time being inducted?
1: Obviously. He's yeah. one, he's probably the most conflicting artist that I love, but is not the greatest of humans.
2: When it comes to Eminem and his rap, I'm cool, man. We could hit Skip on the Ox. Really? I'm just dancing. <gasps> I ain't think about none too controversial. We just dancing. Hey. hey. We ain't think about none too controversial. Because I'm not 14 years old drinking Key. Mountain Dew and playing Call of Duty anymore.
1: No. Nope. Two trailer park girls go round the outside, round the outside, round the outside.
2: The Super Bowl halftime show. His portion.
1: What? Yeah. My name is who? My name? Really?
2: Rage Against the Machine.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. They're
2: nominated. <laughs> I, I
1: saw Tom Roll alive. I was within five feet of him. It was the coolest concert ever. Well, not ever, but it was the night before we first started the show, so it was a very good memory.
2: And then uh, the final first time ever. Why we played the music going in A Tribe Called Quest.
1: Oh, yes.
2: So here's here's my thing that kind of gets me. And it's not Eminem's fault. But, like, A Tribe Called Quest is an iconic hip-hop yeah. group that came in in the 80s and the 90s. And for them, for it to be the first time for them in Eminem when Eminem was decade a yes, decade they after. they need to be in. So Sorry. that kind of, they both do, respectfully. Um, but I like the class. Shout out to them. That um, is a good class. Uh, let's move on to Bronnie James. And there is a lot of news with Bronny James, but specifically, what I want to focus on is he filed trademarks this week uh, oh, yeah. for BJ Jr., Bronny, and Bronold,
1: Bronold, Bronold. Oh are my we god. are we rocking are with Bronald? Are you kidding?
2: The Bron Bronald.
1: Oh my god, that's hilarious! Actually, that's what happens
2: when your dad's LeBron James and you have a whole bunch of money and your games are at the Staples Center. So yeah. like, you don't have the homies to be like. Bronald,
1: yeah, there's a lot of yes men around there. There's a lot that's involved a good with idea. that name, but totally like, good idea out there.
2: That name's kind of corny. Uh, we agree, Brunel? I kind of love
1: it though. Bronald, I've never heard that, and I kind of love it.
2: You did a black tea with just Bronald in the first, legit. Just They're that, just,
1: yeah, I, I don't know what to do with it except just like live in the essence.
2: Let's move on to the woman or the, the men's national team, rather. Uh, they beat Honduras on Wednesday night. In your state of Minnesota, uh, they won three nothing. Oh, 3-0. so
1: cold up there! Yeah,
2: the World Qualify or uh, World Cup qualifying match, uh, definitely huge win. They needed it. Uh, temperatures were as cold as nineteen degrees, uh, and it was so cold that two players from the Honduras side had to be substituted at halftime due to suffering hypothermia. Yeah, while others on the team required IV drips to help them recover after the game. Drip, My drip, question drip, to you, drip. Lindsay: they, Should they have played that game and in that that environment?
1: I mean, you can't. You can't change the the venue last minute, but yes, like, you can. no, you is, can't. Not for crazy. World Cup qualifying, you can't. You can't do it for youth leagues. People would freak out. Let but this at is the, 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 the top World level. Cup. I know. I, what the men aren't going anyways. Why do we care?
2: It, it's frustrating to me because so some of the arguments that are brought is like, well, if we play in Honduras, we have to play in the middle of the day and it's hot as hell. The difference is this country is humongous. There's different environments that they can go to. To change the weather We have a very nice Honduras. stadium
1: that's practically brand new that we <laughs> wanted to show off. Just because Mother Nature had other ideas like freezing everybody's toesies off doesn't mean it's our fault. Oh, it was kind of Who frustrating. Pl- I, I We should have scheduled that game at a different time. I agree. But the <laughs> USA apparently has to do everything in their power to make sure that they try they to win. They took advantage and, of the field. Because they they literally cannot qualify, at least on the men's side. Just absolutely pathetic.
2: We try to say goodbye to Tom Brady, but for some reason, he creeps back into our life. Mark Wahlberg is doing media for the Uncharted movie that's uh, coming out in two weeks. Very excited as a uh, video movie? game player. Uncharted, which is based on oh, the yeah, yeah, yeah. PlayStation series with Tom Holland uh, playing the main right. character. Gosh,
1: he's everywhere, huh?
2: Yeah, he is. He's is killing it. And um, Euphoria
1: got renewed for season three. So Zendaya, what too. A, what a great household Friday for them.
2: Yeah, right. Um, So doing media appearances, ramping up all the PR press for the movie. Uh, Mark Wahlberg said he wants to play Patriots coach Bill Belichick in a Tom Brady biopic. You down
1: for this? Wait, who says they want to play Bill? Mark
2: Wahlberg wants to play Bill Belichick. Mark,
1: just because you want to play every person that's ever existed under the sun doesn't mean that you're the best person for it. Like, this is a guy that played Marcus Luttrell in Lone Survivor, and if you're familiar with the story of Lone Survivor and what Marcus Luttrell actually looks like and what Mark Wahlberg looks like, first of all, Google search the Calvin Klein ad. you're welcome. But Marcus Luttrell is like 6'5", 280, and in the movie yeah, as a cameo. And Mark Wahlberg is like 5'6", a buck 90 soaking wet. And it's just hilarious. Like, we get it, Mark. We get it, Mark. You want to play him. He's your buddy. You guys go to the same places. He comes gets your burgers. He wants to come hang out. You want to say, hey, Tommy, come sit down, bring Meg, and we'll have a hell of a time. Mark, do something else with your life.
2: He probably could be Tom Brady instead, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, he's got the haircut down and the the steely look, but we'll have to ask Ben Stiller about that. Great week (laughs) of the show, as always. Thank you, Adrian. Thank you to all the listeners. Use your blinkers. Be well to each other. Most of all, be well to yourselves. All-Star Weekend, breaking it all down on Monday. Bye.